0: Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Wardy. I'm Wardy in Southwest Oregon, a traditional food blogger at Ganalfglens.com and KnowYourFoodPodcast.com. I'm glad you're here. This is the podcast where we're all about ditching those poisonous processed foods, breaking free from the conventional food paradigm, and instead embracing whole foods raised, saved, and prepared with traditional methods. It's fun, it's delicious, and it's healthy. You're on your way to looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Know Your Food with Authority, episode 144. For links and more, head to the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 144. That is if you're watching the video or you're listening to this podcast when it's released on iTunes or the Traditional Cooking School blog. If you're here with me live recording this on Periscope, great. It's so fun to have you here. We're going to interact and I love your hearts and thank you for sharing. Uh, the show notes are not yet available for you yet, uh, because we're doing this episode together right now. And the show notes come later, about a week later. So uh, if you're listening to this later and you're wondering what's all this thing about Periscope, well, Periscope is a live video app and I hop on here every Thursday to record Know Your Food with Warty. You can go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool or you can get the app on your phone or tablet. Um, and follow at Trad Cook School. Make sure to follow. Look me up, search for me, and then follow me, and then your phone or your tablet will give you notifications when I'm on. I also do come on every Wednesday for an official Ask Wardy show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking, and that happens Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We cover all kinds of things. Like yesterday, we talked about beet kvass. We've talked about traditional cooking books. We've talked about fermenting and sourdough and all kinds of things in the episodes we've had so far. So do try to join me for that. So today's show, we um, it's actually going to be released on the second. Uh, this is the second Friday of January, still appropriate to talk about the coming year. And I'm going to do some talking about Uh, 2015, I'm going to talk about my word for 2016 and give you the story behind that because I think you, like me, probably choose your words and choose your path for the coming year. After a reflection on what you've just gone through, you may revise goals, you may think about things you really need in your life for your family and so that the, the past really informs the future. Not talking about being stuck in the past, but we're talking about acknowledging where we've been and then setting our course of action to change or keep going. And so I've been spending some time myself reflecting, um, on 2015 and so I'm going to talk about that and I'm also going to talk about 2016. So let's get right into it and by the way if you're here with me live on Periscope I love seeing your heart so tap 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 away you each get a color it makes it beautiful if you're checking this out later and you're listening to this on your device also be aware that there is a video version of this at knowyourfoodpodcast.com so you can switch to watching this on video Um, if you'd like to enjoy it that way as well. All right, so it's the new year, right? And at the beginning of each year, I like to choose a word for that year. My word, even though we're about traditional cooking um, here at traditionalcookingschool.com and Know Your Food with Wardy podcast, even though we're all about traditional cooking, my word is usually very personal. It has to do with character. um, And it informs our health, my family's health. It informs my family's life. It informs my health, but it's usually bigger than that. Now you can have words because I'm going to encourage you to choose a word because I think it can have a, uh, deep and profound effect on your life, um, for a duration of time, just to have that mulling around in your consciousness, to think about how it affects every interaction, every action, every thought that you do, every choice you make. If you keep that word close to you, And sometimes I don't keep my word that close to me. I forget about it, but I find that it still informs because I'm on that track. So I'm going to encourage you to choose a word, whether it's deep and personal and has to do with your character, whether it has to do, you know, very specifically with a certain thing in your kitchen or a certain thing about your health. I'm going to encourage you to make a word. And like I said, mine tends to be more about character, life and personal development, family development. And this word... um, the word for 2016 is no different. I'm just going to review some words I've chosen in the past. So in 2012, now I'm a little bit shaky on whether this was actually my word, I think it was, but in 2012 is when I started doing this, and I chose the word grace. And I was in a very hard part of life, many things happening, and I just basked in God's grace. And I let go of needing to be perfect, needing to be on all the time. I just had to let go of so many things just to get through. And so I had to have grace on myself. I had to accept God's grace. I had to accept the grace that family members were pouring out on me. And so grace was just my word for 2012. It made a big, big difference in my outlook. Um, And thankfully, I moved on. It was such a Such a healing time. And so then in 2013, I chose the word confidence because I felt, Wardy, you need to grow up in some ways. You're insecure. You need to have confidence in your worth with the Lord, confidence in your relationships with your family, confidence in your own abilities. Not talking about imperfection here, talking about being strong. I chose that word for 2013. And I'm going to be honest. I think I said this on a podcast one or two years ago, I forgot that that was my word. Um, but like I was saying before, it still can inform you, uh, your actions. So it was like it was still percolating there. there. I chose it. I don't think I have really embraced it. Then the next year came around, 2014, and I chose confidence again, having forgotten that I'd already chosen it because I think that's what I just really needed to work on. And so I knew all of 2014 that my word was confidence. I really worked on it. God worked in me. And um, I grew a lot. I may not have said this here b- before. Maybe I have, you know, emails or interaction with members or this and there, this, th- there, this uh, here and there. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Jessica. Jessica's saying, I love this, was just thinking about this today. So um, I don't remember what I was just going to say. So, oh, I know what it was. So I've said this to friends and family. I've probably said it here and there. I feel like I finally grew up. Um, in 2013 and 2014. And here I, you know, nearly 40 at that time. And I had so much growing to do so much um, just growing up to do to be a stronger person to be less insecure to be more confident about my choices confident in my relationships. So real big turning points for me 2015 my word was best. And I look back on it. And my intentions were to give my best to give my all. And I've really um, I've really done that in 2015. It's not my, my year that I feel, uh, the best about, but I know that I did it and that's the word that I chose and it informed the whole year. And now I'm looking back, um, looking back on all that. And I'm going to stop here for a moment. Joyful mama says, when young, we think we know everything. And when become adult, we realize how little we know. Ah, oh, amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you everyone for continuing to comment on this. I've been seeing your feedback coming in and I'm seeing your hearts. Um, and I really appreciate it. It's, In in years past, as I've done this podcast, we're on episode 144, but only recently have I been recording it live to a video audience. And I just want to interrupt this for a moment to tell you how grateful I am that you're here because I feel like I'm not just talking to an empty room. I see your comments and I see your hearts and it makes me feel like we're really having a conversation. I do wish I could see you on the other end, but your comments and the hearts are really feeding me um, and making me feel like... This is, this is good. So thank you so much for that. So now it's time for me to tell you about my word for 2016 and do be thinking about yours if you don't already know it, because I'm going to ask you to share it. Thank you so much, Lisa. You are a blessing to me too. And thank you, Jessica. I love you too. All right. So before I tell you my word for 2016, I want to tell you a story. Um, And it's about 2015. Like I said, my word for 2015 was best. I feel like I really gave it my all. I look back on it, though, and 2015 was incredibly busy for me professionally. I was not only running traditional cooking school, but about half of my professional life, I was working for another company, doing some of the things that I do at traditional cooking school, but not as, um, not as um, visibly. Thank you so much. So it was very, very busy, and it got to, uh, thank you so much, Amy, it got to the point where I was working all the time. Saturdays and Sundays. Wasn't spending time with my husband. Wasn't enjoying the kids. Always thinking about things. Always get to-do list. Never getting done. Stressed. So beginning in November of 2015, probably, yeah, it was coming on me. But by November, I said, enough of this. I am not going to work on weekends anymore because I'm tired and I need time to read. So I started Crocheting and knitting dishcloths. I started just taking on some hand sewing projects. I started even doing more dishes. I just really enjoy those that handwork and the reading, and I had not taken time to do it for really years, but especially this last year or two. And I just really had to force myself to slow down and say enough. This is not good for you or for your family, Wardy. You're not going to work on weekends, and you're going to do you know some things that just make you happy. Um, so my husband and I started spending more time together, going out on dates. Like I said, I had some sewing projects I just wanted to do or mending that needed to be done. And the strange thing was I didn't want to even get out the sewing machine or the serger because of all the noise it would make. Um, so I really turned to even so mending by hand, sewing uh, new covers for our pillow cushions in the, in the living room by hand one evening. It was, I had I think of like, I can't remember seven or 10 of them to do. And I wanted to do them at night because I'd been done for the working for the day and it felt like relaxing, but you know, at night who wants to bring out a noisy sewing machine, especially in our small house. So I just said, well, I'm just going to start sewing them by hand and see how far I get. And in, I think three to four days I had sewed all of them by hand in in morning hours or night hours when I would not bring out the sewing machine ordinarily. And the reason I'm saying this is because some in other situations, I would have said, well, if I can't bring out the sewing machine and I can't do it fast, I'm not going to do it now. But I so needed to do it. And I said, well, I can't bring out the sewing machine now because it's too loud. and I just can't bear that. So I'm just going to see how far I get doing it by hand. And I did all the pillow cushions by hand in a matter of days, just trying to make a little progress until I felt like getting the sewing machine out. So, uh, it's just one example of how I, um, it was so nourishing to my soul to do a little bit of handwork and I'm seeing the hearts flowing and thank you for your comments about that I saw a comment about knitting that's how knitting is for you same for me I just purchased some wool yarn because my next project is going to be um, a throw blanket we don't have one that I like for the living room on the bench or the couch or so I picked some wool yarn and I'm gonna I still have to pick a pattern that's why I haven't quite started it yet um, so anyway, I began re- realizing in October that I just couldn't continue that way, and so I started making changes immediately, not working on weekends if I didn't absolutely have to. Um, I've always prioritized getting a good night's sleep, so it wasn't a matter of that. Um, but it was just when I'm awake, what am I doing? So I read more, I knitted, I crocheted, I sewed. I didn't work on weekends because I needed more rest, I needed more time with my family, I needed more time with my husband. I needed more, and here's my word, margin. (laughs) I needed more margin in my life. So that's my word for 2016. It doesn't sound very biblical or anything, doesn't it? But margin is about rest and nourishment for your soul. It's about time to develop and grow. And if we're working, 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 working all the time without any small spaces, without any margin, then we don't get those most important soul nourishing times, either reading the Bible, praying, spending time with family, resting. We need to rest. I mean, the Lord gave us our bodies that have to go to sleep every night to recover from the work. And Jessica is saying, love it. I'm so glad to hear that. So my word is margin. Alice is saying, yes, um, I think about the rest idea, right? So my word is margin, margin. Why don't we before I keep going here? I'm gonna read these comments. My husband needs that word. I'm getting a thumbs up and I'm getting margin is often when God speaks. Oh my goodness, you are so right. I forgot that I was gonna tell you guys this as I was thinking about this podcast, thinking about what I was gonna say. One of the things that I've realized is if there's something is niggling at me, uh, Jessica is telling you, Weed Water Girl, love that thought. So you are so on to something, and I'm just gonna give you an example of this. When something's niggling at me, even when I'm trying to send out an email to all of you and I don't know what I'm going to say for the day yet, it could be the night before, it could be early in the morning and I'm trying to figure out what's my email going to say today, how am I going to encourage you, what am I going to share with you, even when I'm planning a podcast, what am I going to talk about, Um, I will... Go do something like even wash the dishes or sit down and knit a couple rows on a dishcloth. And that time of breaking away from the busyness and the to-do list and taking a little bit extra time is when God speaks and answers questions or gives um, ideas. It's when ideas flow for me, at least. Um, And I get all kinds of things answered, problems, solutions, inspiration. I get answered. Uh, during those margins. So I really appreciate that you brought that up, that margin and those times of rest is when God speaks. And we need that. I mean, yes, our physical bodies need rest, but our minds need that rest too so that we can be open to God and open to growing and developing. And Jessica is saying my daily walks are like that for me. Amen. Yes, exactly. I think for all of us, we have certain activities or things that we do that are that restful margin where we get inspired or things answered for us. So um, what I want to ask you now in the comments is what's your word for 2016? I want to just devote a couple minutes here to reading them out loud. So accountability, say it, say it out loud. If you don't know yet, that's okay. Come back in a week when the show notes are up knowyourfoodpodcastcom slash one four four and share what your word is. So Jessica is saying mindset. Moms with Alice is saying, listen, love that hope for God overcome. Yes. And I so want to hear the stories behind these. So if you remember it, Janice self-control, we have, I can't read your name. Focus. Awesome words. We have, um, can't read your Melanie saying thrive, nourish. I love that. If you're listening to this later in the recording, this invitation is for you too, to come by the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 144 and share your word. We have renewal. We have Lisa saying change. Julia says, industry, I need to accomplish this year. I love that. Industry, what an amazing word. We have truth. These are fantastic. I wish I could do them all. (laughs) And I think the most uh, surprising one of all is the industry. I love that. That you said you have a lot to accomplish and you chose that word of industry. We have uh, breathe from Angela. We have change. Love that. Great. So again, if you're listening to this later through the video or iTunes, come by the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 144 and put your word in the comments. If you've been here live and uh, I'd love to have you explain your word. So live or replay in the show notes share your word and tell the story behind it as much as you feel comfortable sharing on a public blog, of course, and the hearts keep flowing. And I really, really appreciate that. So now that I've shared my word, uh, or first, let me say what Danielle is saying, apply as in apply what I know, what God says, what needs done. Yes. So apply is a really big, um, it's a concept about accountability, right? You choose, but do you do? So that's great. Melanie is saying 2015 was about surviving yeah we have years like that, don't we? So, what are you choosing for two thousand and sixteen? Can you uh, say it again in case I didn't put two and two together with your previous comment i'll i'll uh, I'll wait a little bit and i'll I'll keep going. So my word for two thousand and sixteen, as I said before, is margin, and here's what I've done about it because like um Melanie, so 2016, thriving, does it nourish me, nourish me. So surviving was 2015. So in 2016, you're talking about thriving and nourish. Awesome. Jessica's saying, I've been struggling with a bad mindset this year toward my personal and professional life. So that explains why mindset is your year. I love that. I'd love to hear what happens with you, Jessica. Okay, so we choose a word, but what do we do about it? Um... Need to nip the pessimism in the bud. Oh, boy. I think that's why I had confidence for two years in a row. (laughs) So um, was it you, Danielle, who just said... um you were, I can't remember the word, but about uh, accountability to get it done. Apply. You said apply to actually do it. So no matter what our words are, we all need to take what Danielle said to heart. And what I'm about to say now is what are you going to do about it? So choose your word, but also do something else, which is say what you're going to do in your life about that to make it happen. Yes, it can have deep and profound impacts just knowing it, It can inform your actions, but if there are certain tangible, specific things you want to achieve, things you want to change, what are you going to do about it? So in terms of margin, I'm going to tell you what I've done already because it was coming on me in October, maybe even earlier, and I've already begun to make changes, but I'm going to have this for my, for 2016. So I'm committed. I started immediately. I'm not going to wait till January. I'm committed to not working on the weekends. So Saturday and Sunday is off. A little bit of a caveat here. I do like to read and grow and learn. So if I'm taking a class for professional development or if I have a cookbook or something that I just want to indulge that, I'm going to do that on the weekends. I'm not going to say I can't do that. Um, so learning, growing, enjoying handcrafts, spending time with my husband, um, I'm going to do that on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm not going to do the work that keeps me busy Monday through Friday with, you um, you know, emails and you know just all the th- aspects of running traditional cooking school. My husband and I have decided that we're just going to keep up with having more dates and possibly even get away on weekends together. Um, I told you I spent a lot of the last few years spending half my time working with another company, and as sad as it is to uh, say goodbye to that, I did decide to say goodbye to that, and I gave them notice at the beginning of November that I would be done doing that client work by the end of 2016. And I spent half of my professional time on those projects. So I have, um, I'm now moving on, which is bittersweet, but good because I needed it. So I'm no longer gonna be doing that outside work in 2016. And so I feel like I have a lot of margin now and am I gonna fill it up with busy things or am I gonna fill it up with purposeful things? Uh, Melanie, at almost 60, I still need to grow up in areas to own certain parts of my life that I haven't owned. Yes, I think we all need to do that. That's an ongoing thing, isn't it? So with the margin that I feel like I've already made steps to create in my life, I don't want to fill it up with busy things or more of the draining things. Um, I have plans for traditional cooking school that I and the team are going to be implementing SMART not, not draining, not to take that margin away, but to use that margin strategically to help you all. And also more time with my family and to catch up with neglected things. I do think it's important for us. And let's see, what time are we at? We're at 20 minutes. Jessica's saying, love that busy things versus purposeful things. I'm adding that to my list. Yes. That is going to be an ongoing challenge for me because I'm a busy person just by nature. Um, I can fill up easily. So I think to be intentional, like, do I really need to be doing this? What should I be doing? Delegating is uh, ongoing lesson for me. So I think it's important that we talk about goals for a bit. <laughs> Jessica's saying, me too. So you all have probably heard this acronym because it's uh, gone around a lot. I've never used it at traditionalcookingschool.com. Or the podcast before, but it's not going to be a surprise to you. The acronym is SMART, S-M-A-R-T, and it really has to do with you know the type of goals you choose because you can, you can say, I'm going to do this and not achieve it, and sometimes that's because you haven't um, thought it through enough, and the SMART acronym helps you to think it through enough so that you stretch yourself, you do it, you set a time limit on it. And things like that. We're going to talk about that now. And tell me in the comments, a thumbs up. Have you heard the smart acronym before? So Melanie is saying no. Okay, good. Well, at least I'll be able to tell one person something new. But I think I think most of you probably have. Um, We're getting no, no. Jessica's saying thumbs up. Okay, so we have three no's and a thumbs up. Now we have four no's. So awesome, awesome. We're going to talk about something new. So smart is an acronym. Specific, measurable, achievable, results oriented, and time bound. Your goals should be SMART, specific, measurable, achievable, results oriented, and time bound. Uh, Weedwater Grow says, Set my SMART goals last week. That's fantastic. Danielle, yes, you're Danielle. By the way, everyone, Danielle is our new community manager at Traditional Cooking School. So if you're a member, she is the one guiding you through challenges and questions and assisting you in our private Facebook group. So you're gonna see a lot more of her. She came on about two weeks ago and it's been fantastic. That does mean we said goodbye to Jenny, but Jenny is moving on to other things. And so we're very happy for her. Okay, so doing SMART goals really helps no matter what time of year. Um, though I do think we tend to think about these things on the new year. And that's why I'm doing the podcast now. But don't feel like you have to do it only now do it anytime. Okay, anytime you want to do something else, specific, measurable, achievable, results oriented and time bound. So results oriented is the one you missed. And everyone's saying congratulations and welcome to Danielle in the comments. I love that. Thank you for being so welcoming to her. So I'm going to give you an example about this. I'm not a huge New Year's resolution person, even though we're talking about this around the new year. Mostly what I tend to do is set goals when I think I need them, and I set about to achieve them. And I don't always do, in fact, the SMART acronym is fairly new to me within the last year, so I'm just beginning to implement it with goals. So I'm going to give you an example of a recent goal that I set for myself, um, and and I'm going to show you, walk you through the SMART uh, the smart process for how I want to achieve that. So um, like in November, when I decided it was time for me to move out of so much work and to stop working weekends, I did that. And I was more disciplined with my time during the week. And I said no to things so I could achieve that. So um, that's an example. Okay, <laughs> we're getting this another comment goals. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. So Um, Also in November, though, and here's where I'm going to talk about SMART, I decided to start working on decluttering and to sorting through neglected areas of our home and life. I had been so busy that things were just going untended. So, you know, 10 years of just building up stuff that we didn't go through, uh, the kitchen getting out of control, and I decided I have more margin in my life now, and I'm going to have even more coming up. Um, So I'm going to do one task every couple days cuz that's the time I could have devote to it. So, my way of, you know, t- tackling this overwhelming thing of our house is out of control, I need to declutter and sort and, you know, make things more efficient and streamline. My my that sounds overwhelming, right? But my way to approach it is to do one thing at a time. Every few days I'm going to have a task. And just to show you how far you can come on an overwhelming task, I did send this out in an email this morning. So, if you, you know, want a Which I'm recording this now on Thursday, December 31st. In case you're listening to this later, you can go back into your email. Anyway, so it seems like a very overwhelming task, but I decided it in November. And even with our daughter getting married and even with Christmas and all that, in the last few weeks, I've cleaned out my clothes and a huge bag of things I don't like or things that don't fit anymore since I've lost weight. Um, A huge bag of those is just gone and I can like function in my closet and my shelves now. I deep cleaned both of our bathrooms. And you know, bathrooms are huge. So I could say, you know, that was 10 tasks right there. It, it did take me a full day. <laughs> um, we, in our kitchen, we have, um, next to our kitchen, we have wire, a wire rack thing I purchased for a particular space. And there's six shelves on it. And we had a lot of glass jars and sort of storage. And I cleaned all that out including composting old food, cleaning a gazillion jars out. And I have jars to give away and I'm using that space more purposefully for appliances and big pots that don't fit anywhere else. Um, I, and then now I'm working through the kitchen cupboard. So I've already done one pantry cupboard. It's a, it's a cupboard that with a door, different from the shelves. Um, I caught up, well, my son caught up with our shredding. We have a shredder. We shred the paper, at least the black and white paper we shred for compost. And it was building up And so I had him catch up on it, and now we're shredding as we go, so it won't build up anymore. It's just a little efficiency that we wanted to build in. I really scrubbed the kitchen sink when I had a half-hour free, not the usual daily cleaning, but, you know, a deep scrub so it was as white as I could make it. I cleaned out our linens cupboard. Um, This is an ongoing task, but decluttering the kitchen counters and just keeping them less cluttered on a daily basis takes an extra five minutes a day just to keep on top of that. And, you know, there's so many more to go. We're going to do the bookcases. We're going to go through the kids' games. I'm going to go through my little corner of the family room where my office is. Um, just one task at a time. I've done all that. And now I'm going to go back to the SMART goals because if you, if you take my goal of decluttering our home and life and you put it in the SMART acronym, this is what it looks like. Specific. You be specific with your goal. My goal is to declutter our stuff in our house by tackling one task at a time, one task every few days. Um, It's a specific goal. Measurable. Measurable means what's the evidence that you did it? How can you tell if it's done? Well, the evidence is going to be when it's done, but also I'm going to have evidence on a daily basis or every few days as things are being cleaned out or moved around, moved out of the house to goodwill, to the dump. Um, or just using the house and opening a cupboard and finding, instead of things falling out on me, I can actually have room in there and I can find what I need. So there's going to be measurable evidence as the goal is being achieved. Uh, results oriented results oriented has to do with, um, like, what do you want to get out of this? I mean, we can declutter for the sake of decluttering, but what does that do? But the reason I want to declutter is, well, many things, um, peace of mind my family and I know where things are Uh, we have more room in the cupboards we stop wasting money purchasing things when I really had it somewhere else buried that we couldn't get to it Um, the upkeep cost the cost of upkeep is both physical like energy and cleaning and dusting but it's also mental at least for me it's mental if you're just surrounded by a bunch of stuff it's mentally draining for me than a clean uh, space where you have room to breathe Uh, next part of smart or the final one is time bound. When are you going to do this? Now, some goals, it's clear, like I'm going to do this in six months or in one year, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Um, this is less specific for me because I'm not sure when it's going to end. I think it's going to take me a few months the specific time bound aspect I'm doing is I want to do it every few days I want to do one task like one cupboard or one area of the counter or one shelf um, and at least one a week so that's my time bound thing and I'm documenting it and putting dates or taking uh, pictures so that I will actually get there and Danielle is saying yes stuff drains me too So what I want to ask you now is what are you going to do in 2016? You have your word, but what about some kind of goal? Like mine, I just told you, was to declutter our home and life. And I know we talk about traditional cooking here, and that sounds like, well, what does it have to do with traditional cooking? Well, it really has to do with a lot, because I'm always learning and um, growing and trying to pass on information to you. And if my home is out of control, I can less able serve you. I can less able learn new things myself. So it really informs Our cooking and our kitchen and our health, just to have um, our life and our home more under control. Also, this is an unmentioned goal so far. It's not necessarily a SMART acronym, but it could be attached to the one I just mentioned. Is that we would, if the Lord moves, we would really like to move. And so, getting my home, our home, and life under control means that our move, if the Lord grants that, uh, will just be much easier when it happens because less sorting and packing to do if things are in ship shape. So in the comments, if you're here live, share a goal that you have for 2016. And then your assignment is to actually go through the SMART acronym to make it specific, measurable, achievable, results-oriented, and time-bound. And if you're listening to this as, (coughs) excuse me, as the replay or, uh, like on iTunes or YouTube or on knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 144 in the comments at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 144, your word, why you're choosing your word and add a goal. And then you can also go through the SMART acronym bonus points if you can do the SMART acronym on one goal. Okay, so I'm gonna wrap up here just to give you a sneak peek at some of what's coming at traditionalcookingschool.com because you're choosing goals and I hope that we can help you. So um, one of the things that's coming up, every month in our members-only Facebook group, led by Danielle, uh, we do a monthly challenge. And so our January challenge is back to basics. We really want to help you get back to the basics. So if you've let habits, cooking habits, health habits slip, we're going to help you um, to get back to basics. And this really works with um, the do one thing process I just told you about, where I just do one thing at a time to break down an overwhelming big task into small ones. Um, So keep an eye out for that. That's coming, well, if you're listening to this uh, when it's officially released, we're already doing it in our members group. Um, But if you're listening with me live, it begins tomorrow on January 1st if gut healing is on your radar, because gut healing is tied to all kinds of health issues. So it's pretty much the first thing you think of when you think about health conditions you wanna reverse. So if gut healing is on your radar to really go after that in the coming year, be sure to get registered for the Heal Your Gut Summit. It's a free online summit that lasts from January 18th to January 25th. And the link for you is knowyourfoodpodcast.com gutsummit, one word, gutsummit. If somebody could type that in the group, in the comments, that would be great. Melanie's asking the Facebook group, does it cost? It comes with your membership in traditional cooking school. So as a member, it's a yearly or monthly subscription and you get the Facebook group as a benefit word is patience and downsizing is my goal. I love that. Great, great, great. Okay. So about the whole gut thing, gut dysfunction can be linked to very virtually every disease and can cause many conditions like fatigue, depression, food sensitivities, chronic pain, allergies, many more at the gut summit. I will be sharing the story of how I reversed or the Lord (laughs) reversed my chronic bad seasonal allergies through doing the gaps diet, a gut healing diet. And there are so many other wonderful speakers talking about the different conditions that if you approach healing the gut, you can find great, great release. Melanie, if you go to traditionalcookingschool.com slash e-course, you will see the cost of membership. There's a monthly cost, or if you choose yearly, you, it's like getting three months for free. Um, so the monthly cost is $37, or for the year, it's $333. It's like getting three months for free if you look at it that way. So traditionalcookingschool.com slash e-course. Uh, so the Gut Summit, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash gut summit. Get registered for that. It's January 18th to the 25th if gut healing is on your uh, radar this year. Also, in the in the um, late winter, early spring, we're going to begin our 11th class at traditionalcookingschool.com. Okay. Um, That's the membership. So we have 10 classes right now that you can jump in and go through. We're usually always doing a live class, which means I'm releasing lessons week by week. By the way, at traditionalcookingschool.com, I set it up from the beginning, do one thing, and we advise like a weekly... like you do one thing every week, you learn one thing, you master it, then the next week you move on, and that's why we release what, lessons weekly for the class we're building up. So anyway, the next class is going to be pressure cooking using traditional, incorporating traditional methods. So it's going to be really fun, and so many of us have instant pots and pressure cookers. So we're going to do a ton with that. And Alice and Danielle are both saying yay. Finally. I'm just giving you guys ideas for things that you can bring into your 2016 goals. The final thing is weight loss might be on your list, and you can do it safely and easily with traditional foods. The way that I did it in 2014, I lost more than 30 pounds in a year by using the Trim Healthy Mama diet plan with traditional foods. And so I'm gonna be showing in January on the Traditional Cooking School blog, I'll have a post, possibly a podcast on tips for how to do Trim Healthy Mama with traditional cooking. So keep an eye out for that. And you guys are you guys are chiming in that you're getting your Instant Pots. Lisa's saying she's getting hers on Monday. Awesome. You will be all ready for our next class. It's going to be so fun. I'm so enjoying mine. So do you guys have any questions? I can take a couple questions here. Um, before we wrap up and Lisa's saying she loves trim, healthy mama, me too. And by the way, you guys, if you've looked at it before and you thought it's overwhelming or whatever, uh, how can you do that? There's a new plan book and a new cookbook that really are so much easier to use and understand than the old ones. Um, and of course you can find information out about that in, uh, the notes for this podcast, know your slash one four four. Melanie, Instant Pot has a great Facebook community. Great to know. Lisa's giving a thumbs up. And thank you. The hearts keep flowing. Somebody has green hearts, and you've been very liberal and generous with your hearts today. Thank you. And now we're getting some blue. I love that. And red, and purple, and orange. Love that. Thank you all so much. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap up here then and tell you all Happy New Year. Remind you, show notes knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 144, your assignments. What's your word for 2016? I missed my finger. Uh, Why is that your word for 2016? What is at least one goal for 2016 that's going to help you with your word? And bonus points for doing the goal with the SMART acronym. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Spring Spinner. I appreciate that. Spring Spinner saying thanks. Great episode. You guys just make it the best. It is so much more fun to do a podcast when you're here with me. Alice, thank you. I really appreciate you in this community as well. Danielle is saying Happy New Year, everyone. Well, God bless you all. Thank you so much for blessing me and blessing Traditional Cooking School with your interaction and your participation. It's wonderful to work with you. Happy New Year to you too, Lisa. Thank you so much. I'm getting an inspiring show. Thanks and a refreshing. I'm glad to hear that. God bless you too, Alice, and Happy New Year. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to see you again very soon. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode. Just go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash and then without a space, type the number of this episode. You'll get links and much more information about what we've been talking about. You can submit questions for future episodes. I love to answer your questions on the air, so go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash questions to submit them. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Warty while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, Go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that other people will find this podcast. Thank you so much.